Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Geek Feed Podcast. Today we're going to be breaking down the season finale of Star Trek Discovery titled Such Sweet Sorrow Part 2. Let's get into it. I'm your host Travis and joining me again today is Rich. How's it going, man? Hey, how's it going? Good morning. Is it a good morning? Are you still uh, still struggling to get up at this time? Mine's running a little slow, but it's catching up. Okay, well, hopefully this will get you woke up. Uh, like we do each week, we're going to kick off with news, things that either happened this past week or things that are happening this weekend. And the top of that list is we had Star Wars Celebration that happened. We got a trailer, a teaser trailer for the new Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. What did you think of the trailer? Short. It was short. Well, hence the teaser. Yeah, well. But w- anything in particular stand out to you about the trailer? Other than her awesome jump flip thing? No. So who do you think was in the the tie? You think that was Kylo? The black guy. <laughs> Finn? Finn, yes. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, I don't think it was Finn. It could be, but I don't think it was Finn. Unless there's another Jedi Master out there that I don't know about. I don't know. It looks a little bit like a, a training scenario. Like, Is there another Jedi Master I don't know about? No, I'm just saying that it could be Kylo, it could be Finn. Um, Hell, could it could be, be Poe. Skywalker's ghost. Yeah, I doubt that. I just It doesn't necessarily come off as an attack from what I see of it because the way she stands there and she's kind of like, she's waiting for it to happen so she can jump over it. Like it's a training exercise of some sort. So, um, so that's how it, you know, starts out. But then one of the key things that stood out to me is Luke, you know, obviously saying that we're never really gone. Like we passed everything on to you, but we're never really gone. And then we hear the cackle laugh of the emperor and we also see what looks like the remnants of the Death Star. So, what do you think? You think the Emperor's coming back or his Force Ghost? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know much about it. Well, I mean, I don't think really anyone knows about it. But uh, oh, I mean, not even from you reading all those books. Well, yeah. I mean, I've read. There's uh, stories in I believe it's Aftermath of uh, the Emperor had some, you know, hidden facilities. And that may come into play. I don't know if it's something to do with cloning, because the Emperor was into cloning in some of the books. So uh, I don't know if we're going to see like a Force Ghost reunion of all the Jedi Masters, like some epic Force Ghost battle or something. I don't know. Maybe it's a uh, Force Ghost battle. Okay. <laughs> maybe it's something that was set in motion before the Emperor was killed, and this is all just what's coming to fruition afterwards. I don't know. But either way, I'm excited for it, hoping to see more soon. Um, in Star Wars-related news, though, they also had a Mandalorian panel, which Mandalorian is the new series coming out on Netflix. Uh, I'm sorry, on uh, Disney+. Plus. That's going to be Disney Plus's streaming service. And uh, I'm looking forward to that Disney+. Plus. Uh, yeah, I am too. The price, I think, is a, a good price point, and to be able to have access to anything Disney property, which is a lot... Um, it's pretty much the only reason I subscribe to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Netflix has all their original programming, and then Hulu has their original programming. Uh, Amazon has their original. Like, 
the days of having, I think, cable companies are going away, and now everything's a la carte. So that means $7 here, $10 here, $15 here. Like, it's going to end up costing more than what we were paying before for for a cable or dish or something like that. <laughs> but if you want to keep up with all that, because everyone has their original content that you can only get there. And so we're going to end up with having to have all these different subscriptions. But uh, Disney, I think, is one... You know, especially me having a daughter, like that's, I think, a channel that or a service that we'll get good use out of. So, um, but like I said, Mandalorian is the uh, live action Star Wars TV series that's going to be focusing on an unknown Mandalorian. We don't know if he's going to be like Boba Fett or good guy, bad guy. We don't know the details really, um, but that's something to stay tuned for. Moving on to gadgets and tech news, Samsung released their Galaxy Fold phone. It's the world's first folding smartphone, and it has some issues, to say the least. I don't know if you've heard anything in the news about it. Only from the looks of it. I mean, I think it looks okay. It's kind of an odd, uh, it's not much bigger than like a Note phone. Yeah, but but that, that crease down the middle. Yeah, that would bother me, having the crease that doesn't completely go They try go to hide it in the commercials. Yeah, and the fact that it's a plastic screen, it's got to be somewhat soft and flexible in order for it to fold. So, um, to me, it seems like so it's just a no-brainer. So more ease faster. Yeah, to me, it seems like a no-brainer that it's not going to stand to the test of time, but yet Samsung pushes it out there, and these YouTubers and other influencers that got early access to it have already had multiple failures with them. Like, I don't know how many were handed out for, for uh, press, but there's been at least half a dozen to a dozen cases where the screen has already failed. And that's a small sample size with a high failure rate. So especially on a $2,000 phone, I mean, you could buy the most expensive phone, you know, out there that Samsung makes and a, a tablet or two for the cost of that one, folding phone that doesn't get you much bigger than a, a like a note phone so um it's a technology push that's why it's more expensive yeah and i mean they were having a, a tech race like to see who could be the first to market with a folding phone but i think they cut corners and yeah i've seen better um, demos like one of the issues is some of the people were peeling the protective layer off of the the screen thinking that it was a, a disposable film but it was actually the only thing protecting the the, the panel, and that's, so that's they were literally destroying the phone with just by peeling off with their fingernail, it's like this thin plastic coating. That's and weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, weird situation. So we'll see what Samsung. I think their stocks have taken a nosedive. Uh, I'm sure they'll bounce back, but that's a that's a heavy hit on them. And then moving into gaming news. Also at Celebration, we saw a trailer for uh, Fallen Jedi. Um, this one's by EA. It seems like I, I get very much of a an old-school Star Wars video game vibe from it. Um, I don't know if it's going to... Well, it better be good because at this point, I'm sick of Star Wars games. I don't think there will ever be too many Star Wars games. Like I love Star Wars games. The only issue I have is like Battlefront which was also by EA. Um, I don't like those pay-to-play type games. I, I miss the single-player campaign games that 
were a lot of fun. So, like Knights of the Old Republic, stuff like that. I'm hoping this goes back to that. Uh, I don't mean I don't mind a, a multiplayer game, but I want it to have a single a single player campaign. That so many games nowadays, if they lose internet connection, you can't play them, right? Like I, I miss being able to just if the internet's out, I can still plug in the game and play it. So hopefully, this still has that. Um, this past week we had Cuphead make its way to the Switch. Uh, so I know a lot of people were excited for that. Also, Katana Zero came out on the PC and the Switch on the 18th. And I, I've got to play it. It looks amazing to me. It's a, a very fast-paced uh, 2D side-scrolling type game. But it's got unique mechanics where you can rewind time. Like when you try to make it through a level if you get killed or whatever you it rewinds a short period and you can try a different path try different things until you get it smooth and flawless and it it just seems like an interesting mechanic so and there's also bullet time to where you slow down time and can counter and throw things like it's pretty cool um but that came out on the 18th then we have our world is ended on ps4 and that one comes out today and then Mortal Kombat 11, I know this one's one that a lot of people are really excited for. It comes out on the 22nd. Um, in other gaming news, Sega announced 10 more games for the upcoming Genesis Mini. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen anything about that one? Yeah, I'm not interested in it. Yeah, I, I've seen mixed I had room. a Sega Genesis. I want to play a Sega Genesis again now that I saw those but I don't want to play any of those games. Yeah, the games that they've announced you don't want to play? Mm-hmm. Really? I, I Like Streets of Rage, uh, Contra, uh, the Sonic games. I mean, there's a lot of... Granted, it's easy to, for the most part to come by most of these games if you go to any like game exchange type place or anything like that and buy uh, these games fairly cheap. And it's... I mean, I mean like a lot of people still have their like Sega those Genesis. games, but uh, 10 games, if... Ugh. No, it's coming out with forty. They've just they're announcing ten at a time. Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't know that. But the the main draw for me is that these are going to have HD signal. So whereas, like, if I plug in an old Sega at home, I have to have an adapter or something to hook it up to my TV, and it doesn't look great. This is supposed to be like the Nintendo, you know, minis that they came out with that you can plug in with HDMI. They're preloaded with some of the most popular games. It's still 16 and 8 bits. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I personally think that holds up better than like PlayStation era graphics or N64 era graphics because well, it does, despite them being pixelated you know, 2D stuff, they still are fun, enjoyable games that are still playable today, whereas you give me an N64 and it's hard for me to really get into playing some of these games. As much as I love like Shadows of the Emperor. (laughs) As much as I love some of these games, the graphics are they're pretty hard to go back to. So except for Wind Waker. (laughs) Well I can play Wind Waker on other consoles as well. So anyway, uh so that happened and then lastly in gaming news, Xbox one S digital only console was announced. And they even released a, a video, a trailer, commercial, whatever you want to call it, um, that was basically saying, making a big deal about how hard it was to to modernize or, you know, do something with this console. And they're like, let's just delete the 
the disk drive. I don't know what the advantage to this is. Delete the disk drive. Yeah, so they, they got rid of... Uh, what are we talking about again? The Xbox One S Digital. The Xbox One. Okay, I heard so, about the PlayStation 5, not about the Xbox One S Digital. Yeah, they, they had PlayStation 5 news that kind of came out that it wasn't a lot of hard details or whatever. And then Microsoft had to say, hey, well, we've got a console coming out. It's literally just a one terabyte Xbox One S. I think it's going to be about uh, $50 cheaper than... I don't see the point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is if you're someone who only buys digital games and you want to save 50 bucks, okay. But there's no other advantage to going with this console over the existing S model unless they're trying to prepare people for the next Xbox not having a drive at all, which... And the physical games would be a thing of the past? Well, yeah, I mean, it's already happening with movies and stuff. Yeah, you can still go to the store and buy physical copies, but how much is just digital nowadays? Like iTunes and Vudu and things like that. Like, people are going the digital route. Not uh, me. Can't lend your friends digital video games. That's true, but there are workarounds where people share accounts and things like that where you can't resell games. That's uh. I mean, that's a kick. If you buy a game, you don't like it, you can take it to somewhere and sell it, sell it on Craigslist or something. But you can't do that with a digital copy. So that's going to be limiting. The uh, main reason I think they're pushing for this, though, is right now other people are making profit off of their stuff. Whereas if they bring it in-house where you have to buy everything straight through their digital store, they make all the profits. Like... Mm -hmm. It, they're cutting out the retailers, basically. Other than the console unit itself, all the content for it will go straight to them. So, um, I don't know. That's uh, I hope that's not the way that it's going to go, but it looks like that's probably the next console for Microsoft is probably going to be okay. diskless. Okay. And so that's all I have for news this week. Um, did you have anything else that you saw happen? Other than that, the... I guess Japanese got the Wii, which I guess they never had. I don't know. It was a confusing article. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, that's It was on Kotaku. Maybe it's fake. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure they had the Wii, so I don't know what you're... I was confused, too. I, I mean, I was pretty sure they had it, too. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's all for the news that I have, so let's uh, get into the main topic for today, which is... The uh, last episode of Discovery, Such Sweet Sorrow, Part 2. This is your warning. From this moment on, there will be spoilers. Black alert. Black alert. So, like we do each time, what's your overall rating? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? I think it was probably one of the best things I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I loved it. I mean, I, I it didn't answer all my questions, but I still loved it. So I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I would say overall it's a thumbs up, but it this one, I don't know, it felt a little bit rinse, lather, repeat. Like it didn't, I felt like they could have combined the last episode in this episode, cut out a little bit of it. I think they could have cut out a little good bit of this episode. episode, yeah. But. So like I said, overall I would say, yeah, it's still a thumbs up, but it, it wasn't as hard hitting or full nonstop as what I was hoping. Like it felt like we'd seen it before. Like it was just drug out. They 
made a one one episode show into two episodes. So anyway, like I said, I enjoyed it though. I'm not knocking it. I just uh I don't know if I would say it was the best thing I'd ever seen. Well the, <laughs> the battle was awesome. Yeah, so we start off, you know, they're kind of recapping what's happened before, and we're talking about this battle that happens. Something that seems really odd to me is that squadron of fighters. Now, I'm not Which really familiar side? on the Starfleet side, like on Discovery Enterprise. Yeah. They launch what looks – it's just like something from Star Wars where they have the mothership launching – Yeah, it was strange. X-Wings or something. I, like they I have these little, too. I, I thought that they maybe had – Three or four shuttles. I didn't know that they had hundreds of shuttles. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, where they, were they storing these? I guess like, they, you don't see them. I guess they turned the escape pods into uh, wep- added weapons to the escape pods. That's the only explanation. You think those little single-person pod things were escape pods? It, yeah. See, I wouldn't think escape pods would have that kind of maneuverability and defense mechanism. Like, they... they they mentioned that they've been uh, transforming them into weapons, preparing for the worst. Uh, oh, they did mention that? And Number one mentioned that in the last episode. Okay. Now, it's hard to believe that they reached this level of success, but I'm going with it. Okay, well, either way, it was like a hornet's nest was kicked. I was and like, wow, there's a lot. Yeah, ships everywhere, and then... Even Section 31 made a lot of ships. Oh, wait, those were the drones. Yeah, they, they had, well, yeah, they had a lot of... You're talking about the ones that came off of the, the ships? Yeah. After they have their little meeting on the the bridge or whatever, and they're like, we've got more ships than you. He's like, check again. And all of a sudden, there's hundreds or thousands of these yeah. drones that are coming off. So if she worked on the Section 31 ships, wouldn't she be familiar with that? There's, there's stuff that they just don't answer that I don't know if we'll ever get answered to. Yeah. Will there be a third season? I don't know. I'm sure there's going to be a third season. I don't know if it's officially been confirmed or not, but I mean, if if it's up in the air, this is a perfect way that they ended it so that this could be the end of the se- like the whole series, but I'm sure it's coming back for season three. Hey, what do you think about that opening shot? They did a quick pan between all these characters, and the camera was moving. I don't know if that was special effects or if that was real camera work. With the machine, but it was pretty cool. Oh, like one of those robotic arms or yeah. something? I don't know. It could be. I mean, they were at one of the red carpet events. Uh, I saw someone had one on the red carpet where they were doing all these quick robotic oh, you know, God, shots. Yeah. So I'm, I wouldn't put it past them having that. So Anyway, we um, also see that they're running around frantically trying to build the suit. We yeah. had questioned in the last episode whether they already had the suit built or... Whatever, but no, they're trying to run around and put it together okay, now. They said they were melting down parts of the ship to make this suit. Yeah. And and some guy, he trips over himself, and he's, he's trying to weld this metal plate or do something. And then Michael comes up and says, please leave, you know, get out of the way. And then she just takes it and just puts it over here in it and magically seals itself on with lasers. Not magically, but I was just like... He could have done that, couldn't he? What was he doing? That was so hard. I don't know. It. I mean, it's uh, a, a tense time. I was trying to criticize the beginning of the episode, but the longer it on, went on, the more I enjoyed it. But the um, the next thing that happened that kind of 
I don't understand the reason behind this is the queen stole a shuttle and, you know, took off and was trying to lead him into battle or something, something to do with they couldn't be attacked one-on-one that they had to be attacked in pairs or something like that. Like I was, I was just really, like, at that rate, we're going to lose if we had, we have to take two ships to attack one drone and there's thousands of drones. Yeah. Like, man, control built these things. The, uh, Good. I don't know. This episode had a lot of these where it was happening so fast and stuff, they were talking so fast that I couldn't really understand everything that they were doing mm-hmm. and why they were having to do these things. Some of it just seemed out of place. You know, it was on the subtitles button on the PlayStation 4 does not work for CBS All Access. I was a little bummed. All I got was this little alien figure that showed me I had no subtitles. I'm like, I can't hear what they're saying there. I kept rewinding it. Yeah. You know, I keep forgetting about trying to turn on subtitles. I listen at night, and my family is usually already asleep, and so I can't have it up too loud because you've got talking that's real quiet, and then you've got explosions and stuff that are real loud, so like trying to, to hear that stuff at night. You got um, these. Use them. Yeah, and I have in the past. The problem I have is that the um, sometimes there's lag, hmm. and uh, it cuts out, so... Uh, but anyway, use so, a wire. <laughs> I watch from my TV. Like I, I suppose I could watch it from my laptop, but the uh, TV I can plug in an app and actually listen to it through my phone. But like I said, there's sometimes connection issues. But um, anyway, so one of the things that uh, I, I kind of caught my attention, like just seems odd for Star Trek, was uh, when uh, drones jet. Is that her name? Oh, yep. Jet. When she, Jet Reno, when she's leaving the bridge and she's yeah, yeah. get off my ass, sir. Get off my ass, sir. Like that just seemed out of place for Trek. I mean, I, I get they were trying to add a little bit of comedy there, but just. It, also with Jet, when she has a time crystal, she comes back to the, to the, 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 what would, you know, I'm sorry. What did we just say? Jet brings the time crystal to the bridge and says, hey, it's ready. Should I have brought it here or should I have brought it there? Like, why yeah. did you bring it here? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that, uh, like I said, it seems like they've tweaked just to make it fit the way they want it to. Um, also, did you, have you ever seen these little robot drones fixing no, the that's ship something, before? that's something else that caught my eyes. These, I think, DOT-7s, I think is what they called it. The, the ship's been in trouble before. It's been in lots of fights and had lots of damage to it. We've never seen them all season, suddenly. I don't know if we've ever haven't. seen anything like that in in Trek before, no. have we? I mean, like I said, I'm, I could be overlooking something it's and someone listening may be like, yeah, on this episode of this series we saw these, but... Uh, they were, I don't know, cutesy little repair robots yeah. that just came out and started fixing. I'm like, maybe that's how they've been fixing the ships all along, and we just didn't know it. And <laughs> like, because uh, you know, we see them take damage all the time, and then just miraculously the ships repaired. Yeah. So maybe that's what's happening is mm-hmm. they have these little robots doing that. Um, but then we also find out that Spock is going to have to take the shuttle to lead the way for Burnham. So Mm-mm. he chooses to do that for yeah. extra protection. Yeah, yeah, to clear the path so that she has something to f- kind of draft behind. Uh, so that's when I started saying, okay, that's how they're explaining him not going to be on the the discovery. Mm-hmm. Is like he's not going to be on the. He's going to have to be out in the shuttle. 
And so I think I even made mention that, yeah, uh, he's going to end up getting stranded or something and his ship's going to get hit or something and he's not going to be able to go. So. Yeah, naturally. Um, but then there's a un- uh, what is it? undetonated photon torpedo that hits the bridge or hits right next to the bridge. As we've seen. Yeah, as we've seen in the, the visions. Now, the thing that confuses me about this is that it happens to have a blast door or something right there. That I have no idea what happened. I was so confused. Yeah, so very, very confused. Oh, this photon torpedo is going to tear half the ship apart. But apparently this thin door can protect the whole, withstand the whole blast. That's my thoughts exactly. And he was standing right on the other side of the door. Yeah, he didn't even bother to get away from it. He's like, I'm going to sit here and watch you. Okay, bye. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, I didn't understand what the blast doors were going to do. I thought it was going to be ejected in space or something. Uh, well, manual blast doors. I don't, that can only be open from that side. How convenient. I. Well, I mean, that happens a lot in movies and TV where they're trying yeah. to, to build like, okay, this is something that should be automated, but something's happened, so now there has to be a sacrifice. And so they—that's what they did there—is they, you know, put in that there had to be a sacrifice because she could do it from that side of the door. But again, like I said, when it actually explodes, it, you see like the entire front of the saucer is blown away, but yet this one little door <laughs> saved the rest. Yeah, of, like, we, I was like, wow, we should have made the ship out of that. <laughs> that was all the the material that they had. They had enough to make a door. But um, yeah, it had some very odd moments like this. Yeah. We also, what was that giant Klingon ship that jumped in and this like dwarfed everything? Humongous thing, and, and the, somehow Tyler's on it. Yeah, I, he left to say he was going to go help with Section Thirty One or whatever did? when he had his goodbye moment. With he left. Okay, I, I didn't well, remember that he I mean, had left. With him and Burnham, they said their goodbyes, and he's like, "I got to stay behind to do the." Section thirty one thing, and yeah, then I, I never him remember. I never remember him actually leaving the well, ship. I don't remember him actually leaving. I'm just saying that he told Burnham he he couldn't stay on Discovery, so I assumed he went to Enterprise. Mm. Oh, okay. But maybe he. I don't. As know, long somehow, as he left the ship, I guess I'm okay with it. But that was just like, what the? He can't even be seen with her. Why is he still? Otherwise, they'll kill him. I don't understand that part either. Yeah, the fact that he's on the ship with her. With other, and with other Klingons, and they're not wondering, yo, what's up? This dude was supposed to be dead. Like, the, I don't know. There was a lot just left hanging that either I missed or they just didn't answer. Also, in that same moment, the Kelpians show up with the Bayou fighters. Yeah. How did they, what happened? Did they kill them all? <laughs> yeah. After they lost their ganglia, they became, you know, over overpowerful. I thought at first they were fighting together because that would have settled my mind that, oh, they're at peace. But oh, if the bio were there too? Yeah. Maybe the bio just let them use the ship. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It it did seem like, well, what happened here? Like, why are they in the these super advanced warships of their enemy race or whatever? So, I don't know. There was a lot that was happening right then. We also see the other Klingon warbirds that look, you know, they harken back to the yep. original uh, series. We uh, saw a brief second. I couldn't even tell if the ships looked the same or not. 
because we only saw them so briefly. Yeah, I mean, they're they're all fresh takes, but they definitely have design cues from the original. Um, we also start getting these weird wormhole. No, no, I, I guess before that, um, she she tries to jump to the future and she's having issues. Something about she can't jump to the future, and so yeah. This is another point that really confused me as to why she had to go back. Like, yeah, what's stopping her from going into the future? The universe? God? What are they trying to imply here? Yeah, I... And Spock tries to explain, oh, well, this is the reason why you and can't go forward. was a good reason. What was that reason? I couldn't understand what... The, something about a time loop, but... The realization that... She was the Red Angel in the first place, and that she needed to do these at some point, and it might as well be now. Okay, now it's making a little more sense. So, in this timeline, she hadn't gone back to do those things, and so she had to do that in order to get them back to yeah, where they were. Okay. To, uh, to, to fulfill the paradox, even though she could have left it and just... But that would have been weird. Yeah. I still don't understand why it wouldn't let her go forward, though. Like, what was stopping her? I, I get their logic behind, well, you haven't gone back and done these things yet, so... Time itself was stopping her. <laughs> well, either way, we get the trippy wormhole. It's an interesting effect that they pulled off. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, kind of interstellar-esque. Interstellar-like, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The uh, the way the camera panned with the, the flat, kind of two-dimensional looking, with the hole punched through it. Um. We also get a, a zero-G fight with yeah, Leland. That was pretty neat. So when he got on board, did he actually... You think all those people are dead now? Like, it showed him on, on the bridge shooting up all these people. He, and then he locked he himself hit, in, like, the ready room or he, something. He had a couple of nobodies that I didn't recognize. But, yeah. Well, um, I mean, I thought he shot one of the characters we see fairly often. Like, one of the, the crew members we see all the time, I thought. I don't know. We saw... I don't know. It happened so fast; it's hard to tell. Yeah, it was really fast. I mean, that's one thing is most of the show is very fast paced, and it's hard to keep up with everything that's happening. It was so fast in this episode; it was hard to tell what was going on, even even in the regular times. Yeah. Now, when Giorgio gets in there, and he's like, "Where's my sphere data?" and she's got that little disc thing. Where is the data? Is it in the suit with her? If so, then why does the discovery have to go? I think she's saying that she used this to transfer the data to another part of the ship. Okay. Okay. Well, at first I thought she was saying it was all on there or something. I thought that she was saying that they like made a decoy to look like it was in there, but I guess maybe they were transferring it to somewhere else. But again, why the original plan was to put all the data in this infinite storage of the suit, and then the suit was going to jump. Why did the Discovery have to jump now? Like, if they built oh. the suit, why would they not just transfer well, the data the to suit it? Probably, the suit needed a time crystal to be powered, and that didn't happen until the last second. They probably didn't have t- time. I don't know. It just seems like There's, a couple episodes ago, this is how we're going to do it. And now they could do it the same way, it feels like. And then they, oh, no, now this whole ship has to go. Well, why did Leland himself have to go over to the ship? They made it seem like control could was like the Borg and could control multiple people. Now all of a sudden, Leland seems to be the only person 
still under controls control. Well, we don't know what happened to all the people that were in the 31 ships, right? I mean, how is it, Section 31 controlling all these 31, 31 ships if... if apparently it's all If it's computer. not an ominous computer thing. Well, I think that's what control was, is it, it had all the control of the computers, but as far as physically, it had to, quote, assimilate uh, actual people. It was, on, it was in the computer before it assimilated Leland. Yeah. So why could it... Why did it die when Leland was killed? It's my only thing. I got you. That was kind of a stab in the back. Like, oh, the super powerful entity is limited to one human body that we only have to kill. The one person. Yeah. Well, it, uh, again, I don't know if it's just ways that they are writing it to get the story to, to flow. It was pretty interesting the way that she kind of tricked him and got him into the spore chamber and then it locked him in there and magnetized it melting him to the floor kind of like what spock did to yeah gant or whatever grant but, whatever his name was but after that all the other ones die if he was even in there controlling still controlling all the chips that means he could still transmit data so why did he not just transmit himself back outside the ship i mean you know his mind the yeah like, control itself and that also brings another question I had, and that was, like you said, whenever they kill him and all of the other drones and stuff lose control, why did they still have to go to the future? Uh, if if control was, was already de- defeated, I mean, I get that there might be a risk it could come back again or something, but it's like if they already wiped too, it out. They then... just won. Like, oh, is it too late? Is <laughs> is it already going forward and can't be stopped? Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like needless. Yeah, it was pointless. I was like, if they had destroyed control after that, and they kind of hinted that maybe they did. Yeah. That maybe control was, that they still, the the Admiral guy, Section 31 guy, back on Earth, he was saying, we destroyed all what's left of control. Yeah. Which, I don't know, it was weird interrogation seen like flashing yeah. I mean it was a cool effect the way they were jumping yeah, between the different this is people called discovery it's not called enterprise why didn't we follow discovery into the wormhole because they it was fan service i don't care about discovery being there we know they made it there we know they made it there safe but that's for next season right uh, the the thing that people have been dying for since they first saw that Spock was going to be on this because they wanted to see Spock on the bridge in his blue tunic, clean shaven. Ugh, I didn't care about that. And, uh, but I mean, if you look online, there's so many people. And I, I mean, I wanted to see it transition to the Spock we know. And so the fact that they stayed with the Enterprise, they showed, because they were also answering questions. When they were showing that scene with the Admiral, whoever it was, the, the lead of Section 31, Spock even says, like, Look, we we're gonna make this to where no one ever speaks of discovery. It's, it's treason if you do, you know. Like that's the reason they they basically wrote in how we can justify all this stuff happening and no one knowing about discovery or this technology or anything like that. Like we never heard of control before. It's all been classified, hidden away, so no one knows about it. And so that's what we gained from there. That's how it, they put a nice you know bow on all the stuff that happened in this season. 
And then we end with, you know, Spock on the bridge, you know, in his tunic, clean shaven, which I don't know. I've gotten so used to seeing him with the beard. He looks weird without. Well, I was still, I still had questions that needed to be answered. That's why I wanted to follow Discovery to Terralisium so we could meet Michael Burnham's mother again. And I was hoping that we would get the last questions answered in those last few minutes. Well, that's the hangover for next season. Was that planned or was that just something that they left over and are never going to touch on again? No, I think that's the the cliffhanger that's supposed to leave questions for the next season, make you want to, oh, man, I got to see what happens here. Let's see what happens Because I still have a lot of questions that suggest that Control is still alive, too. I don't know. I hope that this is an end point for Control. I don't want to have more and more storyline with. Neither do I, but it doesn't really make sense. Maybe they're, maybe they're just a background villain. Like they're just gonna buy their time for a while and then make a sudden reappearance sometime later. Because uh, we mean, still know that somehow control or something else sent that tentacle monster drone pro back from the future and who was that that was 500 years in the future who did that if control is not in the future that, that, well that but again this is the whole make any sense. this is the whole issue with time travel is that it it's muddy and it's hard to follow because there's a lot of stuff that happened in the future that hasn't happened yet that's not going to because things have been altered oh so, you think like, that's uh, like maybe that's already been taken care of or diverted because of the events of this episode. Like, I don't know. My brain hurts when I try to break down the time travel stuff. The, the time crystals show that everything that was going to happen happened, and then they said, oh, it's a possible future, but they didn't really do anything to change it. Yeah, I mean, some of it stayed the same. Some of it was different. I mean, like the the torpedo on the bridge... Leland coming and shooting everyone on the bridge, but it was slightly different. Like it's, I think micro actions or, or little small actions tweak it ever so little that that's why things are slightly different, but similar. Just like Pike's story of him ending up in the wheelchair and stuff. Like it's always seemed like this whole season that he's the only one that has a a future that matches what we yeah. know of him. So um, I don't know, maybe things, who, who knows? There's so many variables about where things could split off on the timeline. And and so did we ever really find out why Michael's Burnham mother took those people to Terra Elysium? And why, yeah. Is it just because her base is there in the future and she wants human companion? Yeah, I don't know if... Uh... I think they were trying to explain that, that that's because that's where she's tethered to. And so when she saved those people, like oh, she was tethered that back. Was the only place she could take them. I think that's what, uh, what I interpreted. That makes I could be more, wrong. So. more sense than what I was thinking. But, um, then we also, so kind of looking at the future of discovery and stuff like that, Star Trek, my predictions are we saw where, they wanted to promote Ash to the like head of Section 31, right? Yeah, not Giorgio. Yeah, so for this show that's going to be coming on, the Section 31 show, they're setting up for him to be the lead of that, I think, or at least a big part of it. And what, Giorgio's going to be a part of the Discovery? 
Was she on? She was on. Yeah. Yeah. So she'll she'll have to be on Discovery. I guess people liked her sassy attitude. She's definitely got more spunk. Yeah. But so, like I said, they they were setting up a clear transition for Ash to end up on this other TV series. And then also, like I, I mentioned last week, I still think that season three, we're going to start off, they're in the you know, future, and they're going to be able to do whatever they want that with the show. like a cool show, but I'm afraid that they're going to be done with Discovery and move on to Enterprise and the Picard series or something else. I mean... I heard rumors that they could do Pike series... There's a, a lot of people 31. that are petitioning. They actually created a petition. And a Picard series. Three potential series. Yeah. The Picard one, though, I've heard is struggling. Like, there's some issues or conflicts that could delay it or well, halt it altogether. Discovery had some issues and some conflicts that they... Yeah, but again, it was delayed for a year or two. Like, it was a big deal. Like, so for people thinking that we're going to get a Picard series soon... That may not be the case because of all these conflicts with rights and I don't know writing or something. Something happened that is delaying things, and if it continues to get delayed, they may not make it out or make it out at all. So, um, but like I said, we got the thirty-one series, the Picard series. People have petitioned for the Anson Mount Pike series, which I would love to see. Pike has honestly been one of my favorite captains like he's amazing so i would love to see that series i don't know that that's going to happen that's fans wishful thinking right now i think discovery is going to come back for a season three and the way that they wrapped this all up with a nice bow and answered how we don't know about it from other series and all this other stuff i think that they're in the future they claim they were blown up and end of story Discovery can be its own thing in the future. We can see new tech, new everything, new aliens. Yep, that would be nice. And everything will be free for them to to tamper with without destroying or or fighting this whole fan base of, oh, well, that's not how this happened before. Like, they're in uncharted territory. They can do whatever they want. I think that's what's going to happen with season three of Discovery. I hope so, so, but I don't have high hopes for it. (laughs) <laughs> well, like I said, I, I haven't heard personally if there's any uh, any official announcement that there is a season three. I know that they made a big deal about Anson Mount and Rebecca Romaine not being on season three, but that implies that there probably is going to be a, a season three if they were singling out these point. two people. So, um, Good point. Yeah. But that's my prediction is that it's going to be all in the future. They can do their own thing. We're going to follow that crew and it's going to be it's basically like a voyager yeah type thing where it's pulled out of our our local yeah the, time and space the voyager and, would yeah. be a good reference so, that's all i have is there anything else that uh just the few questions left lingering where did control come from how did section 31 have such advanced technology in the first place before section control even came back in time and how did they build the suit, like from the future? Uh, yeah, there's still a lot. That's... And how does the Calypso episode now tie in? If did the future change? Is that, that why it's no longer relevant? Maybe. And 
you, you predicted we would see mud, and we didn't. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed that yeah. mud didn't just jump in on a, I don't know, on a starship and save the day. <laughs> Although that, that battle with the shields, they've never really shown the shields look so good before. Um, with all the projectiles hitting against them. It's probably just modern CG yeah. that they CGI that they can do. So it look good. Well, that's obviously going to conclude our discovery discussion series for uh, yeah. the time being until you know next year or sometime when if they come back. So yeah. um, we're going to have some other topics to talk about next week. So just check back to see what we have in store for you. That's going to do it for this episode of the Geek Feed. Please check out our blog at thegeekfeed.net. Follow us on Instagram at thegeekfeed, all lowercase, and on Twitter at g33k underscore feed. That's the Geek Feed on Twitter. If you have any comments or topic suggestions for the show, please send us an email at show at thegeekfeed.net or give us a call at 213-536-1138. Till next time, live long and may the force be with you.